Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre. And Tony, with Will Bon Off, I'm honored that you have confidence in me to be your co-host. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Confidence, acquiescence, they both end in E-N-C-E, not exactly yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah. it's, no, no, you know, it's, it's so wow. good to have you. Makes me. Oh, yeah, it's great to Welcome be to PTI. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon apparently needed the day off to recover from his days off. So I am thrilled, actually, to be joined by our great friend and relentless self-promoter, Pablo Torre. <laughs> Big cheers. Big cheers. That self-promotion must be working. And we begin today with the calamitous medical report of the California Angels. It began with Mike Trout going on the injured list with a broken small bone in his hand that will likely keep him out four to eight weeks. It continued with Anthony Rendon fouling a ball off his shin and ultimately leaving the stadium on crutches. And the coup de grace was Shohei Otani being pulled from a start due to a blister that formed following the nail he cracked in his previous start. So, Pablo, where does all this leave the Angels? Tony, it leaves the Angels, hopefully, I hope, negotiating with Shohei Otani already, signing him to, like, a 10 or 11 million, 10 or 11-year contract worth somewhere between, I want to get the math on this right, um, a kajillion and a bazillion dollars. Whatever it takes to get him, like now is the time. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're familiar with this. They haven't made the playoffs since 2014. But Shohei Otani and the math I'm struggling to do with him comes from the fact that he just had the greatest month in the history, arguably, of organized sports. No one has had the offensive season he had in June, and no one certainly has done that and also been the pitcher he has been. So just pay him, try and lock him up now because things are not going to go well if you wait any longer. The Angels are totally snake-bitten. Totally snake-bitten. Just when it looked like there was the possibility that they could make the playoffs, and then if they make the playoffs, they could indeed do what you are talking about, signing Shohei Otani. Now they are poised for one of those terrible slides, which will bring into consideration by the end of the month whether or not to trade Otani rather than get nothing for him as he leaves for free agency. So there's no good news here, none, for the Angels. For me, living where I live and watching baseball as I have, the living, breathing example of this is actually Rendon. Anthony Mm. Rendon was terrific in Washington. He went to the Angels. He never plays. He has played 200 games in four years. These statistics are mind-blowing. In those four years, he has hit 249 with 22 home runs and 111 RBI in four years. In his last (laughs) year in Washington, in one year, in one year... He hit 319 with 34 homers and 126 RBI. And they have they've paid him 100, 200, 
million, whatever million dollars. Yeah. It is $119 million or something like that. So, if in the absence of Steve, Steven Strasberg, it would be the worst contract in history. Otani looms over everything, Pablo. Is he going to no, stay? Yeah. If he leaves, where is he going to go? Everyone thinks the Dodgers. I'm going to put the Giants out there, Pablo, because the mm. Giants tried for Aaron Judge and they tried for Correa. They are willing to spend big money on free agency. I would not rule them out. No, and it seems like the Giants historically are a franchise, unlike the Angels, that can occasionally have nice things. You're right, the takeaway from the Angels is we cannot have nice things. And the problem with Otani is that you price him out, Tony, you try to price out what is a fair deal in exchange for that guy in the midst of this season, despite the finger thing he's dealing with. And there is no fair compensation. All you can do no. is hope that you don't lose him. And so here yeah. we are, and we are dealing with these big money teams the Angels, and now the Yankees, worried about their own MVP. Let's switch to that for a second, because Aaron Judge, yeah. Tony, he's been out since hurting a toe when he ran into that fence at Dodger Stadium a month ago. And yesterday, he told reporters that he has started some light-hitting drills. He's now playing catch, but that it still does not feel great. And that, quote, I don't think it'll ever be normal, end quote. And so what is the word you want to use to describe the Judge update here? I mean, the first word that came to mind was tentative. I mean, he is saying that there is some improvement. At the same time, he's saying, I don't think the toe will ever be normal. And if I'm going to run at 10%, really, what is the point in playing? So, I mean, to me, there's no imminent return. We are looking down a road. We don't see the end of this road. So tentative or maybe guarded would be my words. They're not... In the absence of Aaron Judge, they're not as terrible right now as they were before. They started out 6-10. and 10. Since then, they're 7-3, and three, so they're 13-13, 13 and 13, which isn't very good, yep. but isn't very bad. If, indeed, the season were to end today, they would at least make the playoffs, unlike the Angels, who are not going to make the playoffs <laughs> and lose their best player as a result. Yeah, but my word, as somebody who likes to root for this team, is terrifying. This is a terrifying update, not just because we're resigned to the erector set that is Aaron Judge's body, just never being normal, never being pain-free. That is worrisome as a general prognosis, but also worrisome because that guy is the reason why the Yankees' offense is ever even decent. The Yankees without Aaron Judge, Tony, went through a run in June over three weeks where they were the worst-hitting team in all of baseball. They're a bottom-five hitting team by batting average in all of the majors right now. Now, their pitching's good. It's promising. They home grow. They develop. They got arms. That's fine. But the, the offense of my youth, the teams yeah. that would, you know, spend to buy runs, Judge is the only guy who's been keeping them afloat. And that, to me, even if he's back as a DH, has a whole set of questions yeah. coming with it. Let, let me go back to the original injury. He, he injured himself making a big-time defensive play. He made the play. Some people on this particular show, yourself excluded, said it wasn't worth it. And in hindsight, maybe that's true. But that's what players do. They attempt to make big plays. I, I just think this points to the fragility of being a professional athlete. This guy's 6'7", 280, and he exactly. stubbed his toe. His toe. <laughs> I mean, you would never, ever, right? human body. Just yeah. Never. No, that's it. Never. A we move on. Over the weekend, Damian Lillard asked the Portland Trailblazers to trade him after years of saying he never wanted to play anywhere else. So Lillard became the bad guy in this scenario. 
And the team doesn't look like villains, so let's focus on the team. Pablo, do the Blazers owe it to Lillard after all his years of loyalty to send him where he wants to play? No, and I believe that they owe him quite a bit. They owe him about, in total, career earnings-wise, $450 million guaranteed. Like, again, I quote Mad Men with you a lot. That's what the money is for. You owe him the half a billion dollars, and that is indisputable. But the notion that the Angels, sorry, the Angels, the Blazers, I'm conflating my hopeless teams that should be better than they are. The reason why the Blazers should consider treating Lillard anything other than an asset to be moved is because there's this theory that other superstars are watching them. And I reject this theory also. Is there an incentive for the Blazers to treat Damian Lillard as nicely as he wants to be treated and move him to his preferred destination, Miami, even though the package there is worse because they're worried that some other superstar is going to be like, ah, was going to go to Portland, but after the way they did Dame, I'm not going to do it. That's farcical. No one has ever demanded a trade to the Portland Trailblazers. They're not going to start because they give Dame the exit that he desires. I can't say anything to rebut that because I happen to agree with all of it. The notion that somehow the Portland Trailblazers will lose the great free agents. They don't have any free agents. Nobody's no. going there. All right, so we don't have to listen to this. Do they owe him this? No, they owe him nothing but the great amount of money that he signed for. It's I do have the number here. He is owed $216 million above what they've already paid him, including $63 million for the 20, yeah, that 26, 27 season yep. when he's going to be 36 years old. So are you kidding me? No, they don't. The NBA is total fantasy land. A great player wakes up on a morning just and just says, gets out of bed and says, you know, I don't like it here anymore. I'd like to leave. See what you people can do. Here's where I want to go. And amazingly... Very often that happens. That's how Anthony Davis got to the Lakers. That's how Kevin Durant got to Phoenix. That's how James Harden got to Brooklyn and then to Philadelphia. I, I, there's no other league in the world where, I don't know, maybe soccer. I'm not that familiar with soccer. There doesn't seem to be no other league in the United States of America where people wake up and say, trade me there, and people do it. Yeah, the, the Lillard thing, too. Like, the only way they can create an incentive where it Portland would want to trade him to Miami is if he straight up says, I am going to make this a mess if you don't trade me to where I want to go. He needs to be far messier, far more toxic if he wants to plausibly create leverage in this scenario. And so far, he has not done that. My frustration, Tony, with Portland and with Dame is that it took this long. Dame Lillard should have been traded two years ago. Instead, they have been pseudo tanking and lying to yeah. everybody about how they're going to make this work and they've wasted time and now they're going to get to a place where no one's going to get exactly what they want, right. which is a shame. They drafted the guard to take his place knowing that they yeah, were going scoot. to trade him and he knew it too. Okay, let's yeah. take a break. Coming up, were the Brewers making the right decision when they decided to test Ian Happ's arm, not once, but twice. And who deserves the blame when the leader of a race makes a very wrong turn. I mean, I, I it would be nice in a perfect world if they traded him to a contender and he won a championship, which he's never had, or at least won one conference playoff yes. game. You I'm know, hopeful that'd be fine. that, by the way, the Sixers, maybe you get them involved, you get a three-team sure. deal, I'm just saying. That could oh, be yeah, a great move. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour.
The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. In the interruption, presented by Corona, part of Happy Hour. It's mail time, where people write to me and Wilbon, but get answers from me and Pablo. Isn't that a coincidence? Mail time! Let's see what's first. <laughs> Do you blame the Brewers for testing Ian Happ's arm twice in extra innings yesterday? So I think I heard Wilbon from across the country, his Cubs jersey tucked into his slacks, reacting to this play. Because there's Ian Happ, the left fielder for the Cubs, getting that base hit to him and then throwing out the guy at home quite easily. Yes, double play. And so here we are, tie game in the 10th. And yeah, it's not close. And so this is an occasion to celebrate and also a warning, clearly. Ian Happ knows how to do this thing. Except the Cubs are up one now, 7-6 to six, in the 11th. Here he is, fly ball, there is that gun, and again, just real easy. A real easy game ender, Tony, and at some point, of course you blame the Brewers for testing the guy. I believe that specific point is after you saw him do this in the 10th. Like, I know he's not supposed to be Ichiro, he's not supposed to be Bo Jackson with his arm, but my lord, you're going to do that right after you just saw him do it? Yes, I fully blame the Brewers. Say, I want to just say emphatically that I don't blame the Brewers at all. Uh, uh, not at all. Really? He's 300 feet. Yeah, well, on the first play, he's 300 feet away. He's charging. He's got to pick the ball up clean and then throw a perfect strike. He is the left fielder, traditionally the weakest arm in the outfield. He's a gold glove fielder, but his arm is, I believe, rated 17th among starting left fielders, which puts That's him right. in the bottom half. Okay, so now he, he makes a great throw. The second time, I again don't blame the Brewers. They're down one at this point. They've got to score. The first time, if they score, they win. The second time, they've got to score. And they say, let me see it again. All right, he shows it to him again. God bless him. He won that event, but I do not blame the Brewers oh. for, for going to see if he can do it twice. I, I don't. Was, it, was it George Bush who said, like, blaming, shame on me, fool me once? Fool me again, something yeah, like that. It feels like it applies. Right. I, I yes. would have done it. I mean, I would have sent him. I would have sent him. Here we go. Should Senbari Teferi 
blamed the police motorcyclist or herself for <laughs> making a wrong turn while leading the Peachtree Road Race. So this is how you know it is a Wednesday in July. We are doing the Peachtree Road Race in Atlanta, and there is Senbari Teferi, the person who won this race last year following, yes, the police motorcade off the course, literally taking the wrong turn as that guy in the red is frantically signaling, you are going the complete wrong direction. And of course, this costs her the win. There she comes back onto the course in time to finish third, but it costs her $7,000, Tony. And so, look, I'm trying to blame her. I'm trying to think of a way I can justify it, but I am somebody who cannot run a marathon and can't really even claim to have much experience driving. I could see myself doing this quite easily. I feel real bad yeah. that she did that. Okay, she, she could see the finish line from where she was. She should have run straight to the finish line. In that sense, you can blame her. The finish line is constant. It does not move. But when I was a sports writer, I covered some marathons. I covered the Boston Marathon. I covered the New York Marathon. The people mm. in the lead always follow the motorcycle. It is an act of blind faith to follow the motorcycle. <laughs> they don't think the motorcycle is going to take a turn and go off the course. They don't think that's going to happen. She's in the front. There's nobody she can bounce an idea off as to whether or not to go that way. <laughs> and so she follows the motorcycle. So in that sense, Pablo, I blame the motorcyclist. And I, I mean, I even feel that you could check his or her phone to find out if they put a call into FanDuel in the last 100 meters. No, I kid about that. But, but that's what the runners do. Questions the runner in the lead always does that. Always. So yeah. I blame the motorcyclist. Enough Look email. That Let's take one last break. Reporting. Still to come, another pitching problem for the Dodgers. And does the rocket signing of Dylan Brooks make sense? You know how you cover a marathon? You're in a press bus. Like you're, you're almost, you're very near the motorcycles. You're in a press bus, bus marking everything down, and it's a tough thing There's to cover. Bus? I mean, you don't really know what's involved. going on. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're in motion. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Part of the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 35th birthday, Ish Smith. Don't call him Ishmael, although that's his given name. Smith played on the Denver Nuggets' recent NBA championship team, so we didn't play much in the playoffs, not at all in the NBA Finals or the Conference Finals. What distinguishes Smith 
is that he has now played on more NBA teams than anyone ever. The Nuggets are his 13th different team. He started out at Houston as an undrafted player out of Wake Forest. He went to Memphis, Golden State, Orlando, Milwaukee, yeah. Phoenix, Oklahoma City, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Detroit, Washington, Charlotte, and Denver. Over all these years, Smith has averaged seven points, four assists, and two rebounds. I love Ish Smith unironically, Tony. That stop in Philly, he was a process sixer. I got to know him that way. And like the protagonist of Moby Dick, I did catch that reference, he does have an everlasting itch for things remote. He is a guy who embodies just as many amazing things about sports as the guys who have spent their entire career in one place being a Hall of Famer. This man knows more about the NBA, I would argue, than anybody else certainly still in the league. And God bless Ish Smith wow. for that. Wow. Happy anniversary, David Smith Sr., no relation to Ish. On this day 12 <laughs> years ago, the man known as the human cannonball became the human home run when he was launched 150 feet over the right field wall at the Lowell Spinners Park in Massachusetts. Smith was interviewed just prior to the cannon shot, and two things stood out besides the obvious insanity of his career choice. One was Smith saying that six of his 11 children were cannonballs themselves. <laughs> the other was Smith saying, and I'm quoting here, I'm always afraid. So isn't the obvious follow-up question, well, if you're always afraid, why on earth are you doing this? Smith was a former school teacher, which cries out for higher pay for teachers. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bury the lead here. The dude has 11 kids and more than half of them went into the cannon fodder business. And I guess fodder might be a pejorative in that household, but it feels like when you're launched out of a cannon and you land beyond the outfield, like A, I'm glad that AI, that CGI has not robbed that from us yet. And B, yeah, I hope that the other person in that household, the other co-head of that household, also um, has signed off on all of that. Happy trails, Dustin May. The Dodgers starter will undergo season-ending surgery to repair the flexor tendon in his right elbow, the team announced today. May missed much of the 2021 and 2022 seasons after undergoing Tommy John surgery. In the past three years, May has made just 20 starts, going 101 innings, 7-5 record or 3-2-1 ERA. He was 4-1 this season in nine starts with a 2-6-3 ERA, but his velocity dropped off noticeably in a May 17th start against the Twins, and he was lifted after one inning. The Dodgers' starters are a mess. Walker Buehler hasn't pitched all year. Clayton Kershaw just went on the I.L. Total mess, but even bigger picture here. You look at the standings, not in terms of just, you know, games won, but also payroll. The top seven highest spending teams in baseball, none of them, Tony, Dodgers included, are leading their division, which says something about the economy of Major League Baseball and what it takes to actually be good these days. It's pretty shocking to look at and find out. Quick to the big finish. Rockets signed Dylan Brooks for four years and $80 million. Does it make sense? No one else would have given him that, but they need defense like few others. Makes sense to me. More than 82,000 fans, meanwhile, turned out to the Rose Bowl to watch El Trafico between LA Galaxy and LAFC. You impressed? Very much so. It's a great nickname, and the crowd was obviously there. Giannis had a cleanup knee procedure. Uncertain to play for Greece in the summer's World Cup. Cause for concern? Yes, anytime knee is mentioned with Giannis, I'm concerned. But the U.S. Women's Open Championship starts tomorrow, so who you got? Big deal, it's at Pebble Beach. That is a big deal. I hope Rose Zhang wins it and becomes a superstar. Last one, mm. the Blue Jays will send 
Alec Manoa to the mound on Friday. Are you surprised? A little bit. He got blown up in rookie ball, but he's a Haas, so yeah, good luck to him. All right, we're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Pablo Torre. And by the way, subscribe to www.pablo.show. Please, it's free. But for now, here's Sports Center. Look what I did, Pablo. I have advertising for you as well. Whoa. The Pablo Show, if it ever gets off the ground. <laughs> and, you know, the betting is in line.